When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN and a dedicated channel all day on the SEN app. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Mornings on SEN. Welcome back to the show. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Slightly overcast Melbourne day. We're going for a top of 23 today. Big day for the Melbourne victory, 2 o'clock this afternoon. Um, The decision on what penalties will be handed down will be announced in Sydney by the boss of the FFA, James Johnson. And uh, we'll take that live on Dwayne's World. So we know there's been some sanctions around their supporters, but are they going to get a points penalty? We'll get... uh, you know, what will be the result of that Melbourne derby that Melbourne City were leading at the time uh, before the game was called off. So it is a big day for Melbourne Victory, who are really struggling uh, with their on-field performances, but at least they'll get a bit of clarity today. Speaking of big names, now Dirk Nowitzki is an absolute superstar from the NBA. 21 seasons with the Dallas Mavericks. That led them to their one and only title. Won just about everything you could in the game of basketball. And he's a teammate or former teammate of our very own Chris Anstey, who's brought him to Australia. So Chris Anstey went over to the States, and all of a sudden he's brought Dirt Nowitzki back with him, and he joins us this morning. Uh, Chris, thanks for your time. Uh, how was your trip uh, in the USA? Uh, and also great to catch up with Dirk. Thanks, Jules. No, it's, um, the, the trip was great. It was, it was great to catch up with Dirk for the first time since COVID. And no, look, we'd, we'd been wanting to get him down to Australia for for a long time, and yeah, as you mentioned, he's one of the greatest of all time, and we were very lucky that he's a tennis fan, and the Australians op- the Australian opens on, and um, now we we found that the timing was great. So he's over here with his family. He's running a basketball camp. He's doing a couple of speaking events, and. No, we're, we're thrilled to have him in, in Melbourne at the moment and heading up to Sydney next week. So take us through your connection with Dirk and when did the sort of wheels get in motion? You mentioned there that the tennis is a, a nice little hook to get him to Melbourne and, and to Australia, but when did you first discussing discuss the possibility of him coming out to Australia? No, we chatted probably through COVID and we hoped to be able to get this done last year, but like so many things, there were so many unknowns that it probably wasn't worth it. Um, so we weren't able to do it, but with everything opening up, he's been really keen. You know, he actually travelled to Australia after they got eliminated and, or got swept out of the, the playoff series back in 2011, I want to say. And, you know, he loved coming down here. He wanted to get as far away as everyone from possible, as possible, travelled down the Great Ocean Road and did the Northern Territory. And he's been, he's always been keen to bring his wife and kids back. So there are a couple of reasons that we're able to get him down here. Um, but as you said, the Australian Open was top of his list. But you know, when we started talking about actually doing it and commercialising it, then you know the, the conversation went pretty quickly. And you know, I was fortunate we've been able to keep in touch since we played together at the Mavericks. And I'll tell you what, he's one of the most humble superstars you'd ever meet. If if you ran into him in the street, you'd see a seven foot guy walking along, and outside of that, you would have no idea he was one of the best of all time. 
I was going to ask you what sort of bloke he is, but I think you've summed it up uh, pretty well there. It was a, a remarkable career. He won everything he could in the game, including uh, you know leading Dallas to their one and only championship. You just look back, though, and uh, 1998 draft, pick nine by the Milwaukee Bucks, and then immediately traded to the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, it, it seems unfathomable now that that actually happened. Yeah, look, clearly it was a, pre-dra- a pre-draft deal and had been pre-arranged. Um, but, look, I- I'll tell you what, it- it's probably a story I've, said a- I've told a little bit recently, but of all the people that you would never have expected to have a 21-year career and carry a club to an NBA championship was Dirk. And, I mean, he was so homesick when he got to Dallas. He-, he didn't feel like he belonged in the NBA. There were times he wanted to go home. Um, he was clearly talented, and I'll, I'll never forget calling Brian Gorgian and saying, mate, you should see this kid that's coming. He's, he'll be the best European player that's ever, playing, that, that's ever played in the league. And at the time, there was Tony Kukoc and Drazen Petrovic and Vladi Divac, and Gorge thought I was crazy. And <laughs> he actually called me a few years later and said, I think you might be right. But he's, he was just so effortless with his touch, but so relentless in his work rate. And it was a really, really interesting mix. So, look, just I was in the NBA for a minute, but to follow his career at the team that gave me my chance and see where they came from to winning a championship, it, it, it still blows my mind. And, you know, we'll start with that story when we get a microphone in front of him, but it, it was an incredible journey. We're talking to Chris Anstey, who's got uh, Dirt Nowitzki, one of the NBA greats here in Australia. He's in Melbourne at the moment, and then he's spending some time in Australia. So just take us through, when you've got him here in Melbourne, some of the things that he's doing, I guess, professionally, and also what he'll get up to uh, on a more social aspect. Yeah, no, look, he's got his family here, so he'll uh, he'll spend plenty of time with them. Um, and so we'll keep that a little bit private, but... You know, he'll, he'll get out in the water. I'm sure he'll get to zoos. I'm sure he'll do all the animal things and see kangaroos and all the cliches. But, no, look, I suppose on a professional level, we'll, um, you know, we've got a basketball camp tomorrow at MSAC that we sold out reasonably quickly. And he's doing a speaking event at Wednesday night at, at the Timber Yard in Port Melbourne. So we've still got some tickets left for that. Then we'll take him up to Sydney and do the same sort of speaking event up there, up there and... Uh, Look, he'll, he'll, we'll probably announce a, an in-store uh, appearance at the NBA store in Melbourne. So, we'll look, we've given him a little bit to do, but certainly we didn't want to turn it into something like when Shaq was here where he was bouncing around <laughs> everywhere for 30 minutes at a time. We thought we'd keep it. You know, the number of appearances he did, keep it low, keep them really valuable, and we hope that everyone who turns up you know, enjoys it and gets to spend a little bit of time with him. Outside of his talent... What made him such a great player for so long? It's a really good question. His work rate, clearly. Um, I'm still not sure people understood how hard and how long he worked. And, you know, he's got one of those famous quotes that that I'll butcher, but he said, it's amazing what you can achieve if, if you work really, really hard for a really, really long time. And I think a lot of people get a little, you know, get disjointed with the really, really long time part and probably quit when they're closer than what they think. And he likes speaking about that. But um, look, he was able to be successful in an era where non-American and particularly European players were considered soft. And the American public didn't welcome them with open arms like they have Luka Doncic recently and and players and Giannis Antetokounmpo. He had to really do it hard and 
the first couple of years were really trying. He, he didn't succeed his first couple. The fans in Dallas weren't happy with the trade. They would have preferred Paul Pierce. Um, but again, just what he was able to do and the love that the people in Dallas have for him and his relationship with the city that I don't think he had any intention of staying at in those first 12 months. I mean, he's got a street named after him. He's got a statue <laughs> out the front of the stadium. He's got his banner hanging from the rafters. And I'm not sure he's bought a drink in Dallas for a long, long time. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever have to buy uh, a drink in Dallas. You mentioned in an answer before that he wasn't the first European to come to the NBA and be successful. You mentioned, you know, Tony Kukoc there, Vlade Divac, Dravin Petrovic, who are all great players uh, in their own right. But what Dirk did for so long, did that even open the NBA club's eyes even more to the talent in Europe? And if you look right now, the best three players in the NBA, you can argue, are all European. Yeah, look, I, I think what he did was, he, he'll never admit it, but he revolutionised the way that bigs played the game of basketball by changing the perception that if you didn't primarily play inside, you were soft. Um, he had such great touch and skill that his advantage was having big, slower guys chase him around the perimeter. They just couldn't defend his perimeter jump shot. And then when they switched smaller guys onto him, he was big enough to go and score on them in the block. So I think he really changed the way that basketball fans and basketball coaches probably perceived less physical bigs and, and recognise that they're able to be successful and more more so than just successful, one of the greatest of all time to do it. I, I just just think it's remarkable what he was able to do. Not that he retired that long ago, but the way the NBA is being played at the moment uh, and the high scoring and the outside shot and, and players like him, that there's plenty of them now that the big players that are not just playing inside. Right now, he'd probably be even better if he was playing in the NBA. It's funny, isn't it, that he, he probably would have got a better run at it to start his career and wouldn't, would, would, wouldn't have taken him as long to prove that that style of game fit. In fact, it's a really sought-after style of game now. Um, bigs just have to be able to shoot the ball because we know how effective it is. But, no, he was certainly ahead of his time. Um, you've only got to look at how many people, even with his famous step-back, his one-footed step-back where he drives his right knee and creates more space. You've just got to look at, Guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, all of the superstars in today's game, adding the shot that Dirk introduced to the introduced to basketball uh, to their own repertoires to help them become even more successful. It's, again, I've said it a number of times that it, it really is incredible. It's a great sporting city, Dallas. Obviously, you've got the, the Dallas Cowboys, who are you know, arguably the biggest franchise uh, in the NFL, and you've got the Mavericks as well. I mean, if you're in Dallas and you're walking through the streets and you bump into sports fans and you mentioned the name Dirt Nowitzki. What, what sort of response do you get? I just think he's the most, it's almost hallowed. You know, it's, he's just so highly regarded. He'd have to be Texas's most famous athlete um, across all sports. That's a really big call mm. given, like you said, the Cowboys are one of the biggest, or well, probably the biggest NFL team. But as an individual and as somebody who gave 21 years to one city, I think his sense of loyalty is held in such high regard uh, by the city of Dallas and by the club itself because there were there were opportunities for him to leave and there were some massive, massive names recruiting him. And he'll talk about that. But for him to choose to stay and to win that championship, I, I really don't think in their wildest dreams the Dallas Mavericks could have even 
fathomed winning an NBA championship from where they were in the late 90s. They'd essentially bottomed out before bottoming out was a thing to do to rebuild. Um, they just weren't a sought-after free agent destination and they weren't a perennial playoff team. They, for them to win a championship, I think the entire city of Dallas will remain grateful to Dirk Nowitzki because he was the absolute catalyst to bringing that championship to Dallas. And I think it's one, again, that I don't think they believed that they'd get. <laughs> probably, you look at all of his achievements and all his records, but the one that probably jumps off the page, and look, you might have a different opinion, but I don't think it'll ever be done again. 21 seasons with the same franchise. Surely that won't happen again. You wouldn't think so with, with the money that goes around. And again, it was, that sense of loyalty and that sense of not being tempted into some really, really interesting offers for some big names. But I think the other part was there are, there are other players who get to the end of their careers and, and take their final paychecks. And by no means would he ever cry poor, but certainly... Dirk signed contracts towards the end of his career that allowed more money to be spent on other younger players to put a better team around him to give the team the best chance to succeed. So instead of taking up a higher percentage of the salary cap, they were able to spend it on other free agents and bring them in. And I think that's also formed part of the culture that the Mavericks probably hang their hat on uh, to this day where they're a championship contender because I think they've come to expect that and the city's come to expect that since Dirk bought them their championship. But, um, you know, isn't it incredible that the next mega superstar that they've got is another European, yeah. like Doncic, who played his year with Dirk and Dirk was able to mentor. And, you know, there's a video that, that we watch on the night where, you know, Doc Rivers, when Dirk played his last game in, in Los Angeles, he actually called a timeout with the Clippers up nine points and, sort of there was this look of confusion from the players across both teams because the, the clock was just running out. And he went and grabbed the microphone from from the, the scorer's bench and you know made sure that the home or the, the Los Angeles's home crowd gave Dirk a standing ovation and recognised him as one of the greatest to ever play the game. And the first person that came over and gave Dirk a hug was Luka Doncic. I just thought it was mm. really iconic brief moment that it was almost a handing over of the torch from Dirk to Luca and I'll tell you what, Luca's gone and run with him. He's doing incredible things. <laughs> Hasn't he? Yeah, but well, uh, Chris, it's a great story. He sounds like a fantastic person as well as a fantastic player, so it'll be a thrill for anyone uh, that gets to cross paths with him while he's in Australia. Enjoy your time hanging out with him, both professionally and personally, and uh, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Jules. Enjoyed the chat. Now, if you see Dirk Nowitzki around town, let us know if he does the cliched things like Chris Anstey said, go to the zoo, pat a koala, look at a kangaroo. If you see him, uh, let us know. Got one here off the 40 Wings temper. Dirk's one-legged fadeaway shot was unguardable and the 2011 finals win over the powerhouse LeBron James and Miami Heat is one of the great triumphs of this century. Just before we get to the break, uh, a bit of breaking footy news out of the Gold Coast Suns. They've just put out a statement. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns can confirm the club imposed sanctions that have been placed on second-year player Mac Andrew after he was charged by Queensland Police in the early hours of Saturday, 31st of December 2022, with driving under the influence of alcohol. Mac met with the player leadership group upon returning to the club on Saturday to hear his account of the night's events and his decision to drive home while under the influence of alcohol. 
Following that meeting, the leadership group met to determine the most appropriate actions for Mac moving forwards, and that recommendation has been fully endorsed by the club. One, Mac will be unavailable for selection in any official AFL pre-season practice match, plus the first two rounds of the home and away season. Over the next six weeks, Mac will complete a wide range of community activities, including work placements, alcohol and driver education programs, and assist with multicultural community programs twice a week. It was the view of the leadership group that although Mac had been honest and shown remorse since the incident, the punishment handed down would ensure he understands the magnitude of his actions and hopefully assist him to make better life decisions moving forward. These actions have been agreed to by Mac and are in, are in addition to any sanctions handed down by the Queensland judicial system. So Mac Andrew out of the first two rounds of season 2023. Let's get to the break. Uh, plenty more coming up. Not too far away is Michael Cariatis from SEN Sydney. Going to discuss some of the dramas at the Brisbane Broncos surrounding their coach, uh, Kevin Walters, and some comments from one of his young stars, Selwyn Cobbo. And uh, we can also take your calls, one 736 736 send through a tip of text, 0433 You're listening to Mornings for Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Summer breakfast. Bryce Gibbs says it's now or never for the Blues. The time's now 